Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week in episode number 563 for comics originally releasing March 25th, 2020. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, other than a pandemic, an apocalypse, and the end of the world, what else is going on in the world of comics? Well, you know, it, it, yeah, we, we talked about this, Kyle and I bounced this back and forth, like, should we even be, should we even have a show, you know, I mean, because it, stuff's changing every second minute, you know, and it's, it's awful, it's, the corona is out there, the COVID-19 talk is everywhere, it's affecting even our comics, yeah, now, that's permeated into our comics, and, you know, we're hearing that, well, Midtown, all the Midtown stores have closed. Um, uh, stores in San Francisco are all shut down. Um, comic sh- shops around the country are, uh, some are being allowed to stay open, but they have to have curbside service. They can't just have people coming in and hanging out in their shops in many, many places. I don't know if that's nationwide. Um this has to limit the Wednesday warrior pickups of their pull lists, which has to negatively impact cash flow for like local comic shops. Mm -hmm. So, um, that can't be good. Um, so, you know, I, I think some of the things I'm hearing from some of the publishers are full returnability delayed of shipments, um, as the uh, changes in what is and what is not an essential business and what can stay open mm-hmm. um, changes, well, if you can't go out, then do you really want Marvel to ship you 103 titles and invoice you for those when nobody can come in and buy them? And by the time they can come in, those are old, dead titles that nobody cares about. Right? Yeah. So, um, some publishers are, I think, being, I've, I've heard good things. Image is full returnability. I know Vault's doing their part. Um, did you hear about if DC's doing anything? I know Marvel is not yet yeah, said it. I, they're going to help out at all. Um, but I, I don't know if DC's said anything yet. I haven't, che- I haven't checked lately. Um, Diamond, I think, was uh, holding shipments, maybe, or... Um, doing something where they weren't going to be doing invoicing and billing and shipping if for stores that didn't want it. So uh, it's it's a strange, strange time. So some of the some of your local comic shops may be hurting and you've probably already talked to them or reached out to them. But you know, if you can call them up over the phone and buy pay for your pull list and mm-hmm. swing swing by and have them put it in a bag out front and grab it, slow, drive slowly and grab it off the curb or something. Um, if you can still support them, please do so. Because, um, you know, they, they've still got to peep the lights on. They've still got to pay their rent. Um, they've still got other things coming in. Uh, can you imagine if it was like giant Magic the Gathering launched going on right now? Yeah. How would that fit into everything? Oh, man. And they're canceling of any tournaments and cons and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're hearing um, 
all you know movie theaters closing right and left. Um, drive-ins still being able to stay open though. That's that's good. There you go. So that that can be a resurgence in the drive-in experience. <laughs> uh, and we're curious about. I mean, Kyle and I don't know anything, but we're curious about what this what this does. The longer it goes on, what does this affect? What is what kind of effect does this have on the comics industry as we know it now? And you know, does as the severity can if the severity increases and, it, and the length continues, mm-hmm. will this will this have long lasting ramifications? Yeah, I saw some scuttlebutt also about you know Freight Comic Book Day being May second. As well. Oh yeah, yeah, it's bumped. Yeah, it's is it bumped or canceled? I don't know. I think it's bumped to like late, late summer or something. Good news: our tax day has been bumped from April fifteenth to July fifteenth. There you go. I think that's official from the Treasury Department. So mm-hmm. um, that's good because I was not ready for that anyway. Um, but that gives um, people some extra time to. I, on the other hand, have already filed, gotten back money, and spent most of it. Okay. Well, I was going to have to pay, so Uh, I was not not looking forward. (laughs) I was not looking forward to that at all. Um, So now I can delay that. And, um, yeah. So it is a bummer out there. And um, I don't know if if we're like the court jesters and we can... Uh, cheer you up by talking about comics, but we're going to talk Give about comics anyway. Give you some semblance of normalcy, perhaps. Yeah, so I guess we can chit-chat a little bit about uh, our the week in comics, and uh, we did get another uh, set of numbers from Comicron, so uh, we know now that uh, our guesses last week were pretty spot on um, uh, and before we get into that guys uh right into the show tell us how uh you guys are doing and your experiences with comics around the world or oh yeah things yes. just uh let us know how things are on your end if you're finding solace in comics during your quarantine times or if uh it's affecting or you think it'll affect the way you get your books if you're transferring more things to digital um yeah. if you're taking this time to read backlog um just let us know be part of the podcast uh right in i'm actually very curious how y'all are doing i find comfort in you know hearing from you guys and what you guys are doing so feel free to be part of the podcast reach out on either a twitter facebook's um instagram's uh link in our gmail as well so just any of that stuff uh tell us how it's both affecting you and helping or hindering you yeah and how and how your shop's doing um and if this is an impetus to move you to mail order we know yeah. a guy. We yeah. know a guy. Give Eric at Cowabunga a, a call, and he can help you out uh, in your time of need, if that's the case. And I will well, guarantee he will Lysol or the generic equivalent of your things before me. <laughs> yeah. I say that without the actual prior knowledge of that. Yeah, yeah that's probably not good for Mylar, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, Kyle, uh, we both guessed only one title in mm-hmm. the top uh, 300 would be over 100,000. And we were right. It is just Wolverine. But we did say that probably it would only be 120 or 140 or something like that. Yeah, 120 was was my guess, and I was like, "Ah, if we're lucky, boom, 190. 190, a lot higher than I thought as well. Um, So lots of covers uh, helped sell that. People like their Wolverine schnick, and uh, good deal. So almost 200,000. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, no doubt. And the fact that the sixth issue of X Men um, 
so much higher than the seventh issue. Yeah, an obnoxious amount higher than the seventh uh, issue. It's almost like there's something going on there, right? Yeah. Does that seem I, weird? I think it was the Dark Phoenix Saga cover. Uh, okay. So we had some we had some dope variants and some stuff on it as well that pushed it just a little bit, a little bit up. Yeah. So X Men's at two with ninety two thousand. Uh, X Men seven at seventy six. Huge precipitous drop there. Gwen Stacy's first issue is sixty eight thousand. Giant size X sixty three thousand. Amazing Spider Man sixty thousand. Star Wars Darth Vader fifty nine thousand. Batman 88, 56,000. X-Men Fantastic Four at 56. And Batman 89 at 56. So I think those have, the, the, the DC books have cardstock, so there's uh, numbers to be added to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't do that math. <laughs> but all in all, not a ton of those laying out there, and especially for the price going for no. those. Um, much less than some of the, the new 52 Batman titles that were more sought out. Uh, not very many of these... At the moment, no. I think a lot of those that were even the ones that were uh, more sought out, uh, oh, uh, much more, much closer, I should say, to the hundred thousand mark. Yeah, and so you know everything's forty, fifty thousand, not that great. Those <laughs> numbers aren't great, um, but it is it, it is where we are with in February's normally. Normally, February's are not great. I don't know if they're this low. Yeah, no doubt. Normally. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it last time that it was higher than last year's Feb- February. So the February last was even worse than this one. But this does feel pretty bad and pretty low. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's in the 20s pretty quickly uh, before you get out of the top 100. And you're by the time you get to uh, rank 100, you're at 17,000. Um, and you're you know you're still looking at uh, DC and Marvel titles mm-hmm. uh, in the teens. Nightwing sixty nine eighteen thousand. Not not strong. Yeah. You're looking at the uh, at rank thirty six. You're looking at the year of the villain that Hell Arisen three as the first full appearance or the other uh, one of the other appearance at thirty six thousand there. Yeah, that's a low print run. Yeah. And so that should that should hold value for a while as long as that character's around, right? Absolutely, yes. So we feel good about that. If you and were judging from the uh, what do we rattle off about 10, 15, 10, 10, 12 books that are uh, supposed to be in here in the next couple months, we yeah. will at least have sustainability through there. Exactly. Um, it looks like Comicron did do the math for us. Um, Batman. Uh, 88 would have been in fourth place with both its its covers added together, and uh, 89 would have been in fifth, and uh, hey. it would have put deceased unkillables into the top ten at rank um, six. Oh, that's cool. So if you if you fuse them, and I, I didn't realize that there was a fused um, column. Um, gotcha. So there, if you do that, it does the math for you. And it put, does put the Batman deceased up there. Uh, nothing else changes as much. I guess it gets Amazing Spider-Man uh, down a little bit. I guess that makes kick, sense. Kick, yeah, kicks, kicks things down. Nine. Yeah. So. To 10. So it just yeah, it basically just adds the 
the cardstocks to it. So yeah, I should probably read more. Yeah, handy, very, <laughs> very, very handy. Yeah, literacy is fun. Um, <laughs> anything be like rule and lesson number one when talking about comics? <laughs> reading, <laughs> reading is first. Yeah. Which, which on a good note, I'm uh, I've got three children at home that I'm I'm venturing more towards trying to do some semblance of homeschooling with so we will be adding more and more comics to our curricula because there's no gatekeepers of teachers to get that through other than me <laughs> um yeah, but who's who's making sure that you do the homeschooling my wife <laughs> but i mean is there like a check and balance from the school system no nothing at all they're gonna they're gonna send some stuff home and then we we still have access to uh, a lot of the online uh, accelerated reading program stuff like that as well but uh for the most part they're just like don't let their brains rot see you next year i think are, are teachers doing anything with zoom or anything to talk to your kids uh i've seen some things where they're they're reading some things on facebook's and videos and stuff but uh not directly related to my children well then but they're still getting paid right <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Yes, they, they are. So I, I would expect them to be hopping next. To, they should be coming to your house with lesson plans and stuff. And one thing they are doing is they are uh, they are writing letters to our children. To like my third grader has letters that he then has to answer questions and and physically write back to his teachers. To oh wow! Work on physical writing and answering questions and sentence structure and stuff like that. Old school. Yeah, yeah. We're going analog. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So it I, won't be all Fortnite and Minecraft, but, you know, we might make diamond. I did, uh, I had, I was working from home today, I did a, a Zoom meeting in my Batman pajamas. There you go. <laughs> and I had my, uh, Kate left the butt plug sketch in the background of my, <laughs> That's awesome. of my frame, and uh, I had a couple people asking, are those comics on your wall? Yeah, yeah, they are. I can't really make them out. What are they? Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, you know, typical Batman, Superman. <laughs> don't you worry about that. <laughs> it's uh, the new the new world that we're in. That's right. So yeah, we um, couple of things that of note to me in this top one hundred or top three hundred. Uh, Man who effed up time was a former pick of Kyle's from AfterShock. It sold almost 8,000 copies, which hey. I thought was pretty... That's pretty healthy for its first mm -hmm. issue. Uh, God Killers, this first issue, also from Aftershock, did 7,700. And Undone by Blood, Undone by Blood from Aftershock, did 6,600. So, um, a little a little healthy. You know, I know a lot of those Aftershock books have settled under four, 3,000 copies. Um, mm -hmm. But it's nice to see these launch a little stronger for an indie book. There you go alienated by boom sitting around the 126th spot with uh 14,000 that's not too bad either uh -uh, not too shabby at all above many many a hardcore marvel title yeah i like that um a lot of those boom books that i like that are just whew, uh, something is killing children. Oh, that's a that's a reprint. Sorry. And uh, bang, number one, the Matt Kent book from Dark Horse. Uh, looking at rank one sixty one. 
or 159. Now that I've hit fuse, I don't know where I'm completely at. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense anymore, does yeah, it? No kidding. Yeah, around 10,000. Yeah, I'm wondering what that that's done to my rankings now. And I've sorted. I I did. I sorted by fuse, then by then by publisher. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> So feel free to head over to Chronicle Chron and check the numbers up for yourself because yeah. they are cool and all over the place. Uh, Undiscovered Country, Undiscovered Country, is still selling well. Um, it's fourth issue at twenty four thousand. Very strong. Um, Sex Criminals Fused <laughs> is uh, ten thousand seven hundred. Much makes it look like my much more healthy book when you look at it fused. <laughs> yeah. I believe the standard numbers were like five grand. Yes, exactly. Lucy Claire Redemption, uh, old rock, rock up church or John up church now. Yep. Thirty thirty two hundred uh, on its third issue. There you go. Uh, that's, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it is. But I mean, you, you look around to these other indie books, and the, the numbers just aren't there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm surprised anybody can get to a, a third trade. It, it blows my mind that a book like, uh, let's say, like Manifest Destiny, one of my favorites, right? Where mm-hmm. is that at? Uh, let see if I can find it. Manifest Destiny, 3,700 copies at issue 41. Yeah. That's not as bad as I thought it would be, actually. So... But I mean, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that does. I mean, if three, if that's that, if it, it can. You could probably pay a creative team selling four thousand copies a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you're gonna. You guys are gonna be making a lot of extra money, but you might be able to pay a creative team out of that. But crowded uh, at eleven. It's eleventh issue, and it's at twenty five hundred. And we've heard this is going to move to from single issues to trades, OGN trades. So I, I guess you can see why that it it's just not going to sell enough in floppies to even break even, It'd even be worth the 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 cost of uh, whatever you have to pay image to market your book. A real challenge for yeah, folks. because things like Hardcore Reloaded on its third issue is sixteen hundred. Yeah, right. And so it, it's doing. It's already moved to the series of miniseries to try to prop those numbers up and get to four or five issues collecting a trade. But it's having diminishing returns, mm-hmm. as you can see. Um, it's a bummer. But I mean, these people. It's, it's a passion project for folks, obviously, because they keep doing it. Yeah, and we see, we see new publishers pop up all the time uh, with a new way to make and sell comics, and you know at least to the direct market, they don't do a lot. Though they they don't really make a big dent. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going somewhere. Maybe they're doing well digitally, or they're making big money in in trades. Let's let's hope. Yeah, and we shall see what the, this does for the digital market um, with people being sequestered to their homes. Yeah, exactly. Um, we we reached out to Eric. We we're going to have him pop on and talk a little bit about his shop. He's burning the candle on both ends, um, work and uh, the the business, and 
kids at home too, and so he didn't get wasn't able to pop on tonight. We might we might catch up with him later, but he did send his FOC recommendations. There you go. Of course, FOC is the final order cutoff. It's our last ability to add things to order. This is due by midday on Monday to add things to your poll list so we can make sure we don't have to chase things down, and they're just waiting for us as if we'd figured them out during our previews phase. So, of course, there are a few things that Eric from Galbunga likes to uh, pull to the forefront on these things, and some of the things he's grabbed on this was Last Night of St. Hagen number 1 from Dark Horse, Mike Mignola, and our good friend Varios writing that one. Um, Aquaman 59, the Tyler Kirkham cover B on that. A really cool Batman 93 cardstock Francisco Martina cover B. Gorgeous. Really cool variant on that one. Uh, Empire number one from Marvel. Uh, Empire with a Y. The uh, standard, well, I assume the A cover on that one. The Jim Cheng cover there. Uh, New Warriors number one of Fry Daniel Kibblesmith with cover by R.B. Silva. I was sending Drew some of the new characters in that one, and he did not believe for a second that they are who they are. So just FYI on that one. Is this, uh, is this, is there, there that is. That's the Snowflake and the, what's yeah. the other one? Snowflake yeah, snow, and snowflake Libtard and safe, or something? Safe, safe, safe <laughs> okay. space, Snowflake, uh, yeah, one of them is Screen Time. Very, very, yes. Uh, and then we also have Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number one, second print, with a awesome Lee Bermejo, uh, a different Boba Fett cover. Yeah. So I'm going to need that as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is that is a beautiful cover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you were, it was a good call. Yeah. This, um, this this kid, this new artist, or maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a kid. Maybe he's not new. But the the Aquaman guy, Ian McDonald, uh -huh. doing some stuff there. Yeah, right? very good. Not bad for Ronald's son. Is that, is that who he is? I don't know. Give that. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> All right, but there are more things than just the handful of things that Eric from Cowabunga has featured for us. So let's dig into our FOC and see if we can find anything else. Let's start where we love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Of course, we have Cyberpunk 2077. Tchotchkes coming out. Although the game has been delayed till fall, the Tchotchkes continue to boot. Everything 2, um, is, that's pretty cool. I, I still have a couple of the issues of Everything's first volume, so I haven't finished it. So I don't know how that finished up. So I need to get on that before this new volume comes up. Um, I don't think I read the. I haven't yet, not yet read the last issue of the first volume. So, mm -hmm. um, but it must have done well enough that folks are excited for more. Warranting some additional ones. Yep. Yes. There we have that last night at St. Hagen number one. That is, of course, the Mike Mignola, Scott Alley, Andrea Mute, a wily Polish spy pursued by a group of Nazi enforcers flees through the small town of Torin in 1939, the beginning of the German occupation, and he carries important information for the resistance. But a bullet, a tomb, a ghost perhaps, even God, have their own plans for the spy, and they will involve the mystical Crusader Saint, or Crusader Knight, Saint Hagen. Now, the 
Uh, can we jump into DC? I suppose let's head on down to DC. The uh, what's the deceased uh, horror cover supposed to be an homage of? Uh, I'm not a horror guy, so let's see. Oh, that's 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 the phoning in homage to uh, um, to the new Harley Quinn movie that just came out. Oh, so it's not really a horror. Yeah, homage. they didn't go horror at all in that one. Well, they shouldn't call it cardstock horror then. Completely agree. Very disappointed in them. Yeah. Um, but on Batman ninety three, here's where we've begun uh, the ratioed era for DC. We not only have our ninety third issue of Batman, we have our cardstock issue of Batman, and then we have a one in twenty five designer variant of Batman. Um, we hear these are going to go a little farther than one in twenty five here in the near future. Um, but for now, we have featured designer, and if you want this dope cover, it's going to cost you uh, from Calabunga forty bucks. But if you want to go a little deeper with some of these DC, we are going to have the opportunity now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, is it too little, too late? And no, because from what I, what I hear, retailers like this kind of thing. Yeah. So whenever whenever that happens, it's okay. People hop on board. Justice League 45 says we have a Dan Mora print, so I'm going to check that out and say that is awesome. I, I was clicking on that when you were talking. There I was go. like, oh, i got to check that out. And when I see Lolo Woods has a Jenny Frizen variant, I click on that, and that is super amazing. Wow, that's a stunning cover. I'm not even reading that title, but I want that book. It's good. It's another one. It's another great um, uh, one of the Hill House books. They're they're all so good, so good. My boy, uh, who's Nightwing. Alan Quaw? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, who's Alan Quaw? Uh, not um, bad, he... not bad. Few too many abs, but I've seen worse. That's a lot of glass. I think we could have done a little bit better with that. So he's upside down. More... Yeah, I'm guessing he's fallen out of a window of some sort. So. Um, we're still a little hokey, but as bat, as Nightwing heads more towards relevance, let's hope his covers do as well. Is that's the di- that's a digital process he's doing there, right? That's the Matina type process that he's. That I, am, I am the least artistic person of all time, so I'm unaware. But uh, the uh, standard cover A is much better than that cover. So there you go. And that's by who? The standard cover A. It is uh, Mike Perkins. Yeah, Mikey P. You know, I kind of like that. Yep. And these are um, parts of the uh, appearances of Putzline, right? Yes. Or at least Joker they started. War, I don't know. Did they start at seventy one, or was it starting at seventy three? I think it was. I read this Shit, last I, week. I, I don't know. I know. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. I've been dodging Corona, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Hey, um, we didn't put it in the show notes. So. <laughs> that won't help you at all. We are on 10 of 12 on uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Which by all accounts is really good. And I have read three of them and really liked the three that I read. I did a, I did a, I've been tracking like the, the books that I read each week for a while now. Nice. And, uh, Last week I started doing like a percentage of the line 
that I've been reading. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I used to be like all in on Image, right? Yeah, I used to read yeah. everything. And uh, last week, Image released 10 books, of which I'm reading two. So therefore, 20%, right? Correct. And then Marvel was, they, re- they released 23 books. And I'm not counting like reprints, facsimiles, or dollar mm. books. I'm counting like real books. And uh, they released 23, of which I read four. And so it's like 17%. So I was like, oh, geez. And then I got to DC. And they released 14 books, and I was reading 10 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> 70, 70% of their line. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm curious to see if that holds up because um, that it could be just an outlier mm-hmm. week. I can't believe I'm that all in on DC. But I, I'm reading a lot of DC. That Hill House helps a lot. You know, I'm reading the the Lois, I'm reading the Jimmy Olsen, I'm reading Batman, I'm reading Nightwing, I'm reading Teen Titans, I'm, re- I'm reading a ton of stuff. Superman, action, detective. Um, so sometimes when they all roll on that same week, <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm almost all in on DC, and I would have not have guessed that. Yeah, no kidding. Would not have guessed that. Anyway, that's a little aside for me. Very nice. Anything else for you in DC, sir? I don't think so. I am looking forward to that question, the deaths of Vic Sage. That's been that's been a fun book. I've liked that a lot. It's a nice, oversized, cool looking format. And Howard Chaikin is doing our B cover on that. Oh wow! Yep. I don't think I knew that. Well, isn't Sinkevich doing our A? Yes. Yeah. That's a great cover, man. That Chaikin cover is great. Yeah. All right, down into IDW, we have Crow Leth going to a second print. And we're not being told the cover to tell you if it's going to a different one. Well, no. Yeah. Um, the Tone Deaf Pandemica is on its fifth. Uh, hey, no doubt. It's the tough one to read right now, yeah. along along with The Clock by Matt Hawkins. Another pandemic book. Uh, they are hitting too close to home. Yeah. No escapism here. Yes. <coughs> Along with my ill-time cough, but our listeners should be used to my respiratory issues. Yes, yes. It's uh, we all know Kyle's always sick, and it's it's probably not Corona, probably not. Yeah. Uh, Sleeping, Sleeping Beauties. Me? Yeah, go for it. No, you go. You go. Uh, Sleeping Beauties with an. We pluralize this number one from IDW by Rio Uvers. Or yours on that one. Based on the horror novel by Stephen and Owen King and adapted by Rio Uvers, who we know from The Forgotten Girl. A strange sleeping sickness known as Aurora has fallen over the world, and strangest of all, it only affects women. In the small town of Dueling, a mysterious woman has walked out of the woods. She calls herself Eve and leaves a trail of carnage behind her. More mysterious, she's the only woman who is not falling asleep. Down, and we will see what image has for us. Did I blow through them already? A lot of image books. Uh, I was die, die, die. Um, man, issue nine was so good, so good. It was awesome to have it back. 
Um, it's it's a really fun book, folks. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you missed out because it was FOC only and your shop didn't carry it, um, see if you can get to the trades or read it digitally because it is great. Based on its wackadoo and completely crazy nature, what is the adaptability of Die Die Die? Um, I think it's. I mean, yeah, with with walk the way Walking Dead was able to do its um, effects pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're seeing some good CGI in like Orville and stuff. So I think you can get away with a lot of these uh, this gore. I think you can get away with a lot of this gore pretty easily. Um, and then any kind of like, because there's one thing where there's, like a guy loses his nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you'd be able to CGI that pretty pretty cheaply nowadays. I, I think you, I think you could do almost all of it um, pretty affordably. Very good. Uh, we got some more spawns, some more stealth, some more Tartarus, and down into Marvel. I tried to read Cable. I couldn't. Couldn't get. It didn't do it for me. Children of the Atom. Haven't we done this before? That one I don't know. What was the thing where Wolverine... We did Adam Strange, didn't we? What was the thing where Wolverine's kid came back through time and it was something of the... Or was that Battle of the Atom? Oh, yeah. You might be right. Like, that was a while ago, right? That was a while ago, yeah. But Children of the Atom is apparently... When did the X-Men get sidekicks? Now don't miss the debut of the greatest teenage superhero team of all time. They've learned from the best. Now they're ready to be put to the test. But who the heck are these kids? And where do they come from? Guest starring the X-Men. So we have the Diet Coke version of some of your favorite X-Men. But we may have their first appearance in some of this stuff. So get them. Uh, so hard when I don't want to read it. It's so hard to get excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So no like, click to read on it. the the Nyack variant because that gives us a look at like everything Todd, here. Todd Knock. Todd Knock. Sorry, I'm. Yeah, I don't know why I, I said it like that because it's spelled weird. That's not really my fault. So, okay. So yeah, we, I don't. I don't know who's who's new. Yeah, we've got. Yeah. So that looks like a legit gambit there, and that looks like a legit storm, and like that's nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah, but we have like the there's regular cyclops and diet coke cyclops. There's regular nightcrawler and diet coke nightcrawler. I gotcha. Diet coke gambit, diet coke angel. I don't see a generic. So it's a champions X Men. Yeah, I don't see a I don't see a storm knockoff, but I see storm there. So who knows. So, uh, all things X-Men going to be hot? Or is this going to be... Remember when... Uh, was it... Didn't Van Morrison... Not Van Morrison, Jesus. Grant Morrison <laughs> do some X-Men characters. There are a lot of weird ones that yeah. kind of disappeared. Yeah, but we might be able to have some fun adventures with this. Since, uh, see, I can't decide. And are they just... Uh, I... I have no interest. I w- it would have to be something I bought and didn't read, uh, and I don't like to do that. So, comics for fun and profits. Original recommendation is pass. I would. Pr- I will sit it out. You don't have to. I would sit it out. 
we are one and the same in thought, sir. Wow, nice. Yeah. That's pretty sad. That would be a first. Yeah. Uh, the Empire. <laughs> so popular it... already, we already have the second print. You can buy it alongside the first print. That doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> if you look at the release days, they're the same. Okay, never mind. I don't get that. What is that even about? <laughs> that makes no, somebody's going to have to explain that to me. Uh, along with common core math or something cuz i don't i do not get that um john tyler christopher is not letting us look at our two pack action figures to make any decisions on that yeah so yeah i looked at the synopsis for empire i haven't done a whole lot of it doesn't look it doesn't look like it's for me no so sir sitting, i don't like it sitting sitting out how to read comics the marvel way number 1 of 4 Christopher Hastings. Hastings? Yep. There's an H and something around here. And uh, Koblish doing the art with uh, David Nakayama, who was interviewed by our good buddy Jason recently. So if that intrigues you, check it it out. It doesn't intrigue me at all. I'm going to pass on that one too. Gosh, do I even like comics this yeah, week? Yeah, no kidding. I'm really a Debbie Downer. More Marvel Tales, original Marvel Zombies number one. That's an $8 reprint of some old 2005's Marvel Zombies and some other stuff. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. New Warriors number one. Drew, how keen are you on these New Warriors? I don't think I can... I. I... I don't mean to be so negative, but I don't think I want to read this either. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I don't want to read this. I'm a hundred percent sure I don't want to read this. So I'm gonna wait it out and just you know have somebody tell me how great it is before I even think about checking this out. Let me see some of these other covers and see if we have some of these in my mind. Wackadoo new characters. Nope, not giving us hard on that one. I did like. Sp- Spider Woman. Um, the first issue was really good. Got a new costume. Character's pretty cool. I know she's you no know, silk, so Kyle's out. But um, Boo! I, it, Boo! It, it wasn't bad. Um, and for eighty dollars, you can get a Frizen variant. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I like the last Spider Woman Woman volume a little better, but this is pretty good. There you go. Put me in an order for Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one, second print. Was that one or two? Second huh? print. Was it number one or number, number two? Number one, second print. Second print. Okay. Because there's also number two, second print. Wait, I don't what? know who's on the cover of that one. Uh, of Bounty Hunters? Yeah. Where? Oh, no, that's Darth Vader. I'm I sorry. I was going to say. Well, there's a lot of second prints going on. I get confused. There you go. That is a cool cover on that one as well. Yeah. So we have uh, Vader with the, uh, at that point in time, supposed Padme Amidala. Not really. Uh, fighting, fighting alongside each other uh, with some land squids. Pretty cool. I, re- I really feel inadequate when you talk. Uh, you're, you're on a deeper level of Star Wars yeah. understanding than I am. Yeah. It, ma- it makes me sad that I don't know as much as you. I apologize. 
No, you should. You should rub, rub it in my face Man. until I until I catch up to you. you. Holy shirtless Kylo Ren, second print Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren number four, second. Is print. it shirtless? Yeah, we get we get all the the Kylo in his shirtless. Just look at me in my black pants with a lightsaber glory. Oh um, man! So if there's ever a wall book to be had, that's the one. Go ahead and put me on the list for one of those. If it, I I don't know if you're joking or not, but I I'm serious. If you had that at a con to get signed, right? That'd yeah. be the one. Yeah, I, legit. Yeah. I think a lot of these covers and like some of the ratio variants of this Kylo Ren series, Kylo Ren series, have been selling because of the striking covers, and this is right there with them. I honestly think you need to have that second print because I think it will be sought after. It goes right along the shirtless Kylo Ren meme. So in all reality, I do want you to order one, <laughs> not just for, you know, my own carnal purposes, but for, uh, in my mind, um, flippability. All right. All right. And that way I can track down Adam Driver and say, sir, could you sign this for me? <laughs> could you sign this along and with then my the mag forehead. And then the comic as well. <laughs> Uh, Hotel, uh, number two of four. Uh, this was a previous pick from AWA Studios. And also we have Resistance, number two, from AWA Studios. I'm excited to read these. I haven't got a chance to get around to reading these yet. But I'm excited for what AWA has to offer, and I'm curious to what the look and feel of those books are. There you go. Um, I was big into the Faithless first bottles the Tulalote oh yeah I don't believe I'm going to be doing as much with the second issue um, they, they're doing not only the cover A and the erotic connecting cover B um, so not only are you getting a poly bagged erotic B but they're now connecting I'm unaware if it's going to be connecting you know, a big six of them to make a large um, erotic art or what. And we also have a FOC exclusive uh, Chris Anka cover, and that is really cool looking. Yeah, yeah. So that's a tough call. Yeah. You pay the extra dollar for the erotic version. Well, the extra 35 cents, 25 cents. Yeah. I guess it's not that much. Um, and, and see how that turns out. But you got to be in. You, you can't just dip your toe and get like the FOC Anka. You if you dip your toe in the connecting variant, you got to get all six. Yes, correct. All right. Yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. And this is Boom's way of kicking the door down, saying we're not for kids anymore. Yeah, we're not just we're not just lumberjanes. Yeah, exactly. Red Mother number five, and of course an FOC exclusive version of that as well. Mm -hmm. I do love that uh, Boom is leading hard into this FOC exclusive stuff. That makes me happy. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Kyle, if we jump on down to Titan. If we just um, skip Dynamite like it never even existed. Exactly. And we get down to Life is Strange, Partners in Crime. Mm -hmm. um, is this a sequel to the video game? Or is this just a sequel to the comic that was based on the video game originally? This is a, there are a few games. Okay. 
Yeah, this is a. I think this is a conti- a comic continuation of the video game original. Okay. Yeah. So th- this would be diminishing returns because it's not a new Life is Strange video game. But if you really like those characters and fell for them in that, I think this is going to give you things that the video the, the video game is not. Because you did pretty well on this originally, Correct. right? Correct. Yes. But we would say pass this time around because re- the sequel. A duplication of a original. Yeah, I think I think most of most everybody's moved on a little bit on this one. So okay, yeah, I'm gotcha. Not, I'm not as big on this one. We also have Rick and Morty presents the Council of Ricks number one. Just down around here. That's pretty cool. That means something to you. Yeah, Council from the of Citadel Ricks. of Ricks, one of my favorite episodes. Um, okay, it's a, a, a cool. One there, they've been doing a lot of these one-off ones here. They haven't been as popular as the mainline series, but things that give me a little bit of a chuckle. Cover B, uh, the way to go. We got Lady Zorro um, from American Mythology by Pat Shand uh, with a Mike Wolfer cover. I like a lot. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of um, Zorro normally mm. uh, or any of those type of characters, but I did really enjoy that um, recent, uh, was it Lone Ranger? I, I enjoyed a lot. So some of these characters, these old old and serial characters, every once in a while they get a cool creative team on them and, and they're worth reading. So they're giving the option to pay $4, $5, or $10 for an episode. Oh, yeah. What's the limited edition pulp look like? Is it a pretty cover? Let's see. No, it's about the same. We have the Retailer Summit 2020 version of Empire number one. So we kicked back and forth about the Retailer Summit version yeah. of something else last week. Yeah. So, and it was only three ninety nine. This one's six dollars. You can keep your Retailer Summit on this one. I did yeah, not get a chance to deep dive with our good friend Eric on the scuttlebutt for these Retailer Summit ones. Yeah, and it's going to, um, you know, I th- with all the covers on Empire, this we're going to be maybe two hundred thousand, maybe yeah. a bit, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand of that title, um, because it's their big push, their big event that um, s- more the Marvel Zombies will follow. So I, I would think that's going to do pretty well, and so I don't know that the retailer summer will be as appealing. Yeah, gotcha. But that's all on FOC for me. Excellent. That is all I had as well. Um, let's shoot over and see if our good friends uh, at Cover Price uh, put together a new top ten or um, are still riding the punchline train. All right. Uh, let's see. At the top, we've got Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen, number three. This is, of course, uh, Punchline's first appearance um, because I don't count the cameo um, the previous cameo it just was too um, barely a panel um, so this one much more uh, interesting to me and it was 125 copies sold so that's pretty sizable uh, they're now selling close to uh, 56 75 for raw copies so that's pretty darn good Um and that, like we we just found out, there's about thirty six thousand of these in the wild, so probably should pick those up. 
At number two, we've got Batman number 90, uh, which is the designer's first full appearance, uh, which sold 82 copies, and it's selling for $30 in raw, uh, mint, mint condition. Batman 89, the cameo appearance, let's see, is somebody, somebody bought a CGC 9.8 for 132 bucks. Uh, so they got a CGC turnaround on that pretty quickly, um, which is crazy in these times, how quickly they were able to get a CGC flipped around. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, let's see, then we're down at Wolverine's C2E2 variant. This is a uh, fluorescent Wolverine cover. Uh, there were only 3,000 of these in existence. Uh, 34 of them changed hands last week. Um one of them was a 9.8 CG seed that sold for 400 bucks. So if you got one, slab that sucker and hope it's in good shape. Um, the Uncanny X-Men number 166, the newsstand edition from 1983. Uh, Lockheed, which is Kitty Pride's dragon, is rumored to appear in the now... Uh, a delayed uh, New Mutants film that's going to be coming out. Uh, this film has had multiple hurdles to jump to make it to the big screen, and we know a lot of movies aren't even coming out now that we're supposed to. So, um, we uh, th this this should have Lockheed in it, and I guess that's a bit big enough selling point to sell 14 of these newsstand copies for about $40 a piece. Yeah, and this is the so. first time I've ever seen both direct and newsstand competing, and we've kind of broken them out. I know we've yeah. a lot of time had people go, hey, what's the deal with the barcode? It's not a barcode, it's just the head of Spider-Man kind of thing. Yeah. And that's either your newsstand or your direct variant. And I've, for the most part, always been like, eh, it's fairly irrelevant. But here we're seeing actual knowledge that direct edition is selling higher and more and not not necessarily as popular but uh more valued than the newsstand variant uh the news is the newsstand with the barcode or the direct with the barcode newsstand is barcode direct is spider-man okay that makes sense I yes yeah. i get but it means I guess back then, direct shops didn't have point of sale. Point of sale. Yeah, they weren't not, like your newsstand is on a spinner rack in, in a in a grocery store, going through a line yeah. and being scanned by like just like a bunch of bananas. Yeah. Whereas your direct is being sold direct. So they're typing in. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Alright, so yeah, and then the Direct Edition was selling higher, right? It was selling... Direct Edition uh, had a high sale of $69, whereas... Oh, that's a C, that was a CGC copy, okay. No. We didn't have... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't have it raw, but... It, oh, we didn't, 30, okay, okay, I was a little confused then. But we sold more copies of the Direct than we did the newsstand, mm -hmm. um, which makes sense. There's probably less Direct Edition yeah. versions. Um, Marvel Fanfare number 11... Uh, is the latest Black Widow trailer, the Iron Maiden mask, uh, is briefly seen in the background. It's rumored to be in the film over a year ago, which may have been confirmed in this trailer. Just in case that's right, uh, the, let's see, it could get spoilery here. The book's jumped up a little with the new trailer hint. It's still unknown if the mask is worn, so that could end up not moving as much. Um, so anyway, this is the first appearance of uh 
a mask that could could, could be uh, influential. It's sold 25 copies and had a high sale of 135 bucks for a CGC 9-8. Yeah, so between Taskmaster being in the latest trailer, this being in the latest trailer, and the movie maybe not coming out for six more months, who knows? Um, all of this Black Widow crap is in limbo. Yeah, and, and we're hearing that because all the dates are moved, then they might not be released in the right order, and they that will might influence the way the wave comes out in the right, um, I guess, sequence with the right trailers and and things in embedded in them. So it could it could have ramifications. This all this stuff being delayed like this. I guess it's not as easy as we thought of just mm. re- releasing week one week after the other. I just thought Marvel made movies and printed money. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, this was their first hiccup, and they really didn't have a hiccup because they pulled it and didn't release it. So we will see what happens when it does finally come out. Yeah. Uh, Batman number 90. This is the Matina variant, 34 copies sold. High raw sale of $22.50. Uh, Spawn number one, still selling strong from 1992. Millions of this book out there. Yeah. 17 more copies sold, and somebody CGC'd it for 9 8 and got 110 bucks. Good for them. If only we'd have pulled a few more of them out of quarter bins. Yeah. Uh, Justice League, rounding out the top 10, Justice League number 50 from 2016. I have this sitting somewhere. Yep. It, it, this has a lot going for it. You should be hunting for it. It's uh, got a grail in. Uh, Grail in all her awesome it features the first four appearance of Jessica Cruz as Green Lantern, the reveal of three Jokers in the DC comic verse, and that's the main driver. It sold 20 copies and has a high sale of $15 for raw copy. They're really high on this oh, as something yeah. that you should be um, hoarding like toilet paper <laughs> and uh, putting away for a rainy day because of those three Jokers reveal. Yeah, no doubt. And bonus, you get a Jessica Cruz first appearance. First full appearance. There you go. Um, That's enough to propel us into our sneak of next week. You don't want to do any more of the runners-up for... uh... Oh, you can if you've got them them handy. I do. I do. Uh, At rank 11, they've given us some bonus material here. We have Star Wars Darth Vader number one. That's still continuing to have heat. 11 copies sold, 7-day trend, and a high sale of $10 for a raw copy. That'd be original volume, right? No, Marvel 2020. Mm. So the book that just came out not too long ago is already getting 10 for it. So that's a pretty, pretty nice little return. Of course, the second print of Hell Arisen number three, which I fanned my nose up and said, if I don't get a first print, screw y'all. Um, 13 bucks for a raw copy, so I know nothing. <laughs> uh, Bloodshot number one, 1993 from Valiant. All the heat on this movie that you may never be able to see and make them out to streaming soon. Who knows? High value sale of fifty seven ninety one and a CGC 9.8, but they are moving several copies. Batman 89, the Matina B variant, continuing to be doing very well. uh, We're selling CGC 9.8s already, 125 bucks. Sweetheart, number one, Action Labs, just came out not too long ago. 
a um, couple weeks or last week, I care. A new book from Action Lab that saw some market heat. It's pretty hard for an independent publisher to get any release noticed with all the punchline noise, but this sold 32 copies and was selling for upwards of 10 bucks a pop. Drew, have you heard of this uh, Moon Knight number one? Apparently in 1980, he had his <laughs> first yeah. issue. Uh, fans are preparing for this Disney Plus Moon Knight series, and they should, and we hope it's awesome. 20 copies moving still. Uh, $270 for a CGC 9.8. The one I have and I'm looking at right now would definitely grade 9.698. I need to send that mofo off. Well, you probably can't right now. I think C- CBCS just closed. Do not put SARS or Corona in my sealed comic and send it back to me, please. Yes, yes. And didn't they, haven't a lot of these Disney Plus shows halted production? I don't know. So I don't know if we're going to get a lot of these on time like we wanted. Who knows, who knows. Star Wars 16 from 1977. The first issue appears of The Hunter, a.k.a. Uh, Berlet, that's the guy from the uh, the Bounty Hunter series that we just had out the other uh, week. Um, uh, so we're seeing 13 copies moving of that. Uh, 15 bucks for a 9.0. So that's good. Of course, Wolverine number one from 1988. This thing keeps popping back up. Um, that is, of course, Wolverine just hanging out on top of the pile of bodies. Um, we are seeing 11 copies moving of that with a high sale of 54 bucks for a VF Plus. Um, we talked about Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one, and we liked some of these cop uh, covers. We had, of course, that one in 50 variant. Uh, we have 29 copies of that high-end variant selling and a high sale of 150 bucks for a raw copy of that one, so that's awesome. And, again, I thumbed my nose at Second Prints. Batman 89 Second Print. Um, getting 10 bucks a copy for the 89 Second Print as well, even though... DC refuses to do anything fun or different with their second prints. Uh, yeah, it was you always steer clear of because of that. Yeah, well, show me something new. But, I mean, we looked at the numbers. The numbers are so low for those people just wanted them. Or their LCS has convinced them they needed that one. One of the two. Yeah. All right. Now do we want to head on into preview? Does this previews roll? Yes, I think so. Let's do our sneak peek. All right, over to previewsworld.com. Find March 25th, 2020. Click that table view. Scroll down and start where we love to start. Let's start in image. There's tons of good stuff here. Um, Analog, number 10. That's a great book. It took a little little breaky break. Looks like it was supposed to come out back in September. Um, but it's really great. Uh, crowded. We, we saw how pitifully this is selling, but it's a really good book. And this will finish up the second uh, trade, and then we'll go ahead and punt to trades from now on. Um, Death or Glory, number 10. The Rick Remender book is, um, I think f- this might be finishing up. I'm not sure how, if we're getting close to the end. I've been wrong before on that, so don't trust me there. Um, we've got uh, the fifth is- issue of Heart Attack. That's been a fun series. Philadelphia, I lost interest in. I did jump off of that one. Um, there's Lucy Claire Redemption. I uh, I like that Rock Up Church book a lot. Me too. And um, we have On the Stump. That was a pretty good first issue. Um, and then Sex Criminals, which came back um, with a vengeance from its long, long hiatus. 
and is going to ride this last story arc out. I was and, uh, all in, but I ha- I just jumped straight off on this last arc. Is that a mistake? That I will not the be last, complete. The last arc of Sex Criminals? Yes. Oh, dude. Um, you read up to this point, I though? I read. I have purchased. Oh, you might as well finish because... That's, never mind. At, at this point, yeah, it, it, you should finish and have the complete. It's not great like it used to be. Yeah. Um, it, it meanders a little bit, but there is pieces of brilliance within it. It's... You know, it's that writing style that I like, and that occasionally hits hits well. And Zadarsky's great, so it's not it's nice to see him doing uh, art and not writing. I mean, I like his writing too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I endorse it. I endorse it. Write out the string. I can't. Yeah, if you if you're up to this last, you should you should finish it up. There you go. Oh. All right, and down to Dark Horse. Mm. Yeah. can't remember what Tomorrow number one was, to tell you if I care about Tomorrow number two. Peter Milligan and Jesus Hervas. Yeah, and um, I didn't like Hidden Society, so I jumped out of that. All right, down to IDW. Dying is easy is on its penultimate issue. Yeah, I still have three to read. I haven't read three yet. I can sell you a body penultimate there as well. It's a little delayed. TMNT Jenica, two of three. Uh, Usagi Ojimbo Collar Classics. Uh, these have been fun. It's on its third issue. Transformers versus Terminator. Okay. And down to DC. Basket full of heads, penultimate on that one as well. Second a, print of ninety there. We saw uh, the first print doing very well. Yeah. These um Batman Beyond, are these still Batwoman Beyond going on in here? Yeah. Yep. People seem to be liking that. Francis Manipool cover B is a nice cover of that. We're finally finishing up. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight feels like it's been taking its sweet time but maybe not um, but it, it's, it's been fun I've enjoyed it yeah. that is a beautiful looking cover on that first one man yeah. I love that did you read any of this Batman Superman this time around nope. we went pretty heavy the last time we did a, there was a Batman did. Superman yeah it was a mistake <laughs> Detective, I'm gosh, I'm not sure. I'm loving loving detective right now. It's okay. I'm not loving action either though. So liking it, not loving it. There you go. Cool looking Dan Mora cover on Red Hood and the Outlaws 44. Looks like a a very hardcore Red Hood, which is the Red Hood that I like the most. If anybody is in need of a black label book, it is Red Hood. Ah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Derek Chu, you also do awesome Supergirl covers. Raphael Grampa's uh, B cover on Wonder Woman 754 is pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, that is very cool. 
Alright, let's see what Marvel has in store for us. Uh, we got a giant size X-Men Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is a, a fun character, so that, that could be a fun read. Written by Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Could be pretty good. That does look cool. Hickman and Davis haunt the Xavier School. I'm going to finish up the uh, Jessica Jones blind spot with its sixth issue. Kind of thought it finished up last issue, so this is a surprise for me. <laughs> Keep doing this. It it really it really buttoned up nicely with yeah. issue five. I can't believe there's another one. <laughs> um, it's really weird. Yeah. Marvel Avengers Black Widow number one. Um, the super spy stars in the final adventure before the launch of Marvel's Avengers. So, oh, this is a video game. Yeah. So, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I really like the uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters uh, Empire Strikes Back variant. That is really good. Nice at, at, at on the cover. it for me DC um, do you have the uh, the old She-Hulk number one because we have a True Believers one dollar version of that She-Hulk number one which used to be a pretty attainable grail for people but has becoming it's been getting pretty expensive lately as well excuse me I got one somewhere yeah I don't think it's great I don't think it's a great copy though uh, I think it, I think I did get it out of a dollar bin, and the reason it was a dollar bin was because it was a wrinkly cover. Uh -huh. Gotcha. All right, down to the dynamite. Gotta love killing Red Sonia. Um, we got an FOC variant on that. It's a Mark Russell book again. So I think I guess we finished up the other Red Sonia, which didn't hasn't really finished up for me. So I may have missed one. Yeah. Um, or maybe there's multiple Red Sonyas going on. <laughs> I think and that's possible are, as well. Yeah. And maybe he's writing multiple, but um, I'm, I'll read it. There you go. It's good stuff. Um, down to Boom, where we have Folklords uh, rounding up that Matt, Camp, Matt Smith book. So good. I can't believe it's only five issues, and but I did see the, the, the sales, so I understand it. Um, but it it's a great, great book. Um, but it's going to leave a lot of meat on the bone for more stories. And, of course, if you jumped in for an FOC-exclusive uh, Matt Smith variant there as well. Great. And there we have Once and Future, number seven. Uh, and Dan Mora on the cover A there. And Jenny Frizen coming in. It's yeah. a really nice cover B there. And, and nine times out of ten, you're going to take the Frizen variant, yeah. but the Dan Moras are gorgeous, yeah. and you got to go with the cover A. And just go and pick up the trade for for issues one through six. Yeah. So the trade's available, and the start of the next arc's available. Just do it. Just do it. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Black Gas number one. I'm not, oh, those are foil variants and weird things from Avatar Press. Too weird for me. I'm out. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Its release schedules are yep, they're very exactly. confusing Same for thing me. With these Captain Swing Penny Dreadful things. 
Yeah, it's also Avatar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they just they just, I I don't understand what they're doing. Got Cat Shit Volume One. That's War Manga. Ah. Worth watch. Worth worth taking a look at. Code Prue. I think this is just a reprint of all the covers. Yeah. Maybe. Got Fear and the Tramp, number one. This is a Source Point Press book. And uh, he said it's an Eisner-nominated comic that is in print for the very first time. Um, Charlie Chaplin... Uh, didn't become the world's biggest star by courting controversy, but when he comes face-to-face -face with the horrors of Hitler, he feels compelled to get off the sidelines and get involved. Uh, then Charlie is approached by FDR himself with a special assignment. You know, this sounds a lot like that. What was that? Uh, oh, Rough Riders? Yeah, exactly. Rough Riders? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from Aftershock that we liked. Mm -hmm. um, but this is interesting. I'm going to take a note of this one fear and the tramp super duck number one this is a archie comic by frank thierry uh looks pretty all agey the super duck is the greatest hero of ductropolis oh man yeah uh, no one no one's rose number one from vault comics this is emily horn zach thompson uh, with an Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque uh, interior and cover art. And this is, um, what is this? This is, uh, inside lives teenager 10 Gavrilla, a bioengineer who could rebuild the planet, but there's one problem. Her resentful brother, Saren, is eager to dismantle the precarious utopia. Oh, he's those resentful brothers. Yeah, so eh, I think we've seen this before. <coughs> it might it might have a good look to it. Yeah. Who knows? Does that be all mm. for you? Eh, yeah, I'll take a glance at Shang, but that doesn't do it for me. Xenoscope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whew, man. Rough, rough week for uh, spec picks. Yep, Drew, this point of the podcast for us for your pick of the week. What's the one pick to make sure you run to your comic book shop and put your mask and your rubber gloves on and head out and make sure that you get or tell them to put in the pullback? Drew, what do we got? I got to go with the <coughs> Fear and the Tramp from Source Point Press. Very nice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say pick up once and future number seven, but that's also telling you uh, to read the trade. Yes. Yes. And it's been, yeah, since it's been gone for a while, and we know every single other issue has gone into multiple printings. Yep, 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 yep. Good chance this one will as well. There you go. So, we hope you're safe. We thank you for yes. listening. We hope we've uh, taken your mind off some things, even though we've referenced it a thousand times in this book or in this episode. <laughs> um, but please uh, be part of the podcast. Write in, tell us how you're doing, what's going on, whether comics are saving you from your quarantined lifestyle, um, if it's changed your habits and things, what you're doing about the future, what you're doing about ordering, what you're doing about your polls, how's your LCS doing, these kind of things. 
Uh, we love comics. We want to see the industry continue to do fine and thrive and mash through this. We want to see small business owners and small comic book shops continue to do the things they need to do to get past this and can you continue to be our friends and affect our lifestyles and the things that we like as well. So um, tell us what you're doing to support your LCSs during this time, to support your habits and your ability to get comics in this time. We would absolutely love to hear what you guys are doing and how you're all doing. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. So for Drew and for myself... See ya.